I, I once knew a guy, he was legally blind, but just from the sound of the motor, he could tell what was wrong, and then he could fix it. It was, it was amazing to watch him uh, work. Now, now mechanics have all kinds of diagnostic tools that they use, even computers that they can hook up to your car and tell exactly what's going wrong, exactly what needs to be fixed. And I just nod and say, yep, that's exactly right. That's what it needs. Here in John chapter 14, verse 15, where we're going to read this morning, Jesus provides a short but very profound diagnostic tool, a way for us as believers to take a look at our life and see where we are and where we need to go. If things aren't quite right, sometimes the temptation is to just sit back and say, well, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. I'm, I'm just not as strong a Christian as I ought to be. I'm, I'm just not as, as good in my spiritual walk as I, as I ought to be. And, and that's just the way it's going to be. There's a better way. There's not only a way to diagnose what's going on, but there's also instructions on how to fix it, how to make it right. And here it is. Jesus gives it to us here in John chapter, 15, chapter 14, verse 15. Here's what he says. If you love me, you will obey what I command. Here is the diagnosis for our life. Are we living according to Jesus' command. Now let's unpack this a little bit and see what Christ is telling us this morning. First of all, he starts with a question. Do you love me? Do we love Jesus? Now it was this same question that Jesus specifically asked Peter, not once, but three times. You remember this extraordinary story, just as as uh, Jesus is, is going through this extraordinary explanation to his disciples. He turns to Peter and he says, Peter, do you love me? And, and Peter's answer was the same as most of us would answer. It's found in John chapter 21, this extraordinary account where, where Peter says, well, yes, Lord, you know that I do. Peter says, you know, you know Lord, I, I've given everything for you. You know that I love you. But do we? It's a tough question. And the easy answer is, well, yes, of course we love Jesus. And we would point to all the things that, that someone might see as evidence of that love in our life. Well, well, I go to church every week, and I gave a donation to Grand Oak Mission last week, and I, I read my Bible almost every day, and, and, and I pray, especially when I need something really bad. Of course I love Jesus. For most of us, it even goes deeper than just some of those surface things. We wouldn't just point out the Sunday school answers. We would say, yes, I have a deep, abiding love for my Savior. So did Peter. So did the disciples. Here in John chapter 14, Jesus was addressing men who had left everything for him. They'd left their homes. They'd left their careers. They'd left their friends. They'd left everything they knew to follow Jesus. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's devotion. 
So why would Jesus remind these men that the key to everything was to love him? Why later would Jesus ask Peter, not once but three times, Peter, do you love me? When Peter not only said that he loved Christ, he showed his faith and his commitment to the Savior, to this one that he called the Messiah. Why would Jesus ask them, do you love me? He asked them because that's how important this is. That's how significant our love for Christ truly is. The word that Jesus uses here in John chapter 14, it's a word that literally means, if you keep on loving me. This is not just a one-day commitment. It's not just a one-week commitment. It's not just, I'll love Christ on Sunday, but you don't know the people at my school. You don't know the people I work with. You don't know the people in my neighborhood. I'll love Christ on one day, but the rest of the week i got to take care of business. No, this is a 100% commitment to love Christ always, no matter what. That's way more than raising a hand in a Bible study class or checking a a, a box on a membership form or or having our name on a church roll. It's loving Christ always. In everything, for everything, and with everything. It's a willingness to say, Jesus is all I need. Jesus plus nothing. Now, it's important to know that doesn't devalue the other things in our life. It doesn't devalue our family. It doesn't devalue our loved ones. It doesn't make our daily needs unimportant. But what it does recognize is, as much as I love those things, as much as I love my family, as much as I love my friends, as much as I love my career, as much as I love all these other things, I love Jesus even more. And the thing that is so hard for us to understand is, when we love Jesus most of all, we will love our family more. We will be more devoted to our friends In fact, there is no greater thing we could do for the ones we love than to love Jesus most of all. And so Jesus asked this question. Do you love me? We're asked a lot of questions in life. Now, some of them aren't really all that important. We're asked, do you want cream with your coffee? My answer is no, and you can hold the coffee too. Some of the questions are pretty significant in life. Will you marry me? Fortunately, Marcia said yes. Her parents, on the other hand, took a little more convincing, but they came around. But folks, there is no question more important than this. Do you love Jesus? Now, it has obvious importance when it comes to salvation. There's no salvation Outside of Christ, only through his love for us, a love that led him to nothing short of the cross, to give himself as a sacrifice 
for us. It means you already know the answer to another question. Does God love you? God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Does God love you? The answer is a big, giant, enormous, wonderful yes. More than you can ever begin to imagine God loves you. So now the question becomes, do you love Jesus? Now, Jesus even asked this of those who have followed him. John chapter 14 is a conversation with his disciples, with his closest followers. No one had followed him more than they had. So he asked them, do you love me? Well, how could they know that? And I'm sure that was on their mind. They're saying, well, we've left everything for you. We've, we, we've followed you these three years. We, 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 we've given our lives to, to do what you're calling us to do. How do we know that? Well, well, the way to know it was very, very simple. Jesus gives them the diagnostic tool right here. If you love me, you will obey what I command. We don't earn our salvation through what we do. That's important to understand. Because we could not earn our salvation through what we do. Thinking that somehow we could make ourselves presentable to God is a little like a fruit fly thinking he could somehow make himself big enough to swallow an elephant. To think we can make ourselves presentable. To a righteous, perfectly holy God is absolutely ludicrous. We could never make ourselves that good. But Jesus has already accomplished that for us. He paid our price in full on the cross. And when we receive His grace through faith, It's a done deal. We no longer stand before God in our righteousness. We stand clothed in the righteousness of Christ. It's done. But God doesn't just save us for heaven. God saves us for a relationship with Him right now. To think that we're saved only to go to heaven is a little bit like two people getting married so that when they retire, they'll have somebody to move to Branson with. Now, there's nothing wrong with moving to Branson. That's okay. But hopefully, you're finding some fulfillment and joy in your marriage right now today. We can and should look forward to the day that we're going to be in heaven with Jesus. That's going to be a wonderful, glorious day. As beautiful as the weather was yesterday, that's nothing compared to what the experience will be like when we're there in the presence of our Savior and Lord. We should look forward to that. That's a wonderful hope that we have. But if that's all we do as believers, we're missing something extraordinary right now today. 
Jesus tells his followers, If you keep on loving me, you will obey my commands. There is a vital link between our love for Christ and the way we live right now, today. Our love for Christ is not just some kind of theological exercise. It's not just a a title that we put on our resume. Our love for Christ is who we are. Our love for Christ affects every area of our life. It's why we're making plans to remodel our facility here at National Heights. To better reach children and students and people in our community. You see, we're not just trying to teach children some some rules to follow. We're we're not just providing students with a club to join. We're we're not just trying to give men and women a, a, a smile and a donut. We want them to know new life in Christ right now. Not just one day when they get to heaven, but right now as they face the challenges they face at their workplace, as they face the the difficulties that they face in their home, as they face the, the horrors that they face in this world. We want them to know a love in Christ that goes beyond all of that. We want to provide the very best facility we possibly can. To make sure that future generations have an opportunity to know God's love. We want them to know new life in Christ. Not just one day when they get to heaven. But right now, today, we want to connect families to the power of the risen Savior and Lord. And that means every area of our life should reflect the fact that we love Jesus. Our love for Christ should affect what kind of husband or wife we are. What kind of father or mother we are. What kind of boss or employee we are. What kind of teacher or student we are. Whatever we are, we are people who love Jesus. And our love for Jesus should be revealed in the fact that we passionately, with everything we are, seek to follow His commands. Heavenly Father, help us today to love You. It sounds so so simple, and yet that's it. If we will love You, then everything else will fall into place. If we will love you, we'll be the kind of people you have created us to be. If we will love you, we will impact our community. If we will love you, we will have a hope that extends beyond all the heartache this world heaps upon us. If we will love you. Heavenly Father, help us to do that right here, right now, today. To commit ourselves in everything we are, in everything we do, to love you. For it is in Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.